Good morning and welcome to Breakfast with the Beak. I am your host, Johnny Goodtimes. Joining me once again in the kitchen is my sidekick. Hey, I'm Dr. Heisenberg, and it's time to do some Heisenbergen. Very well. It's, uh, am, am I famous enough yet that uh, my name can be a verb? No. Oh. No. All right. Why would you even... No. Let me, let me know when that happens. Okay. If I even remember we talked about this, I will. Okay. I'm going to be checking in periodically. Well, so. okay. My next couple weeks are going to be really fun and not involving me being pissed off about that all the time. Okay. Yeah. Tweet us with your suggestions on what you think Heisenbergen might be, like what kind of activity it is. Yeah. Um, That'd be a fun fan activity. Yeah. Tweet them to him and make sure they're disgusting. That's, that's Doc Heisenberg so, at Twitter with yeah. a K. So anyway, um, here at Breakfast with the Beak, we take a series of topics suggested by you, the listeners, the people who matter, and we choose one at random and have an important discussion about it. We love some of you. Yeah, we totally do. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, send them in. Send them to topics at thebeak.org. Twitter, we are on Twitter. You know, you can find our Twitter accounts at thebeak.org. You can also suggest them right there. Send an email. Send a comment. Get them to us somehow. We'll figure it out. We're all grown-ups here. So, anyway, without further ado, we are going to pick this week's topic. That's a 20. Good That's roll. A good fucking roll. Right on. That's a good roll. And uh, the topic for number 20 is television. All of it. Mm. Suggested by Nicholas in Philadelphia. Thank you, Nick. Always a pleasure. Yes, as some of you may recall, longtime fans, he was the person who suggested our very first topic in our very first episode. And although we do love all our episodes, we also love that one a lot less than the others. So, Nick in Philadelphia, we are going to do your topic justice this week because we have had some time to practice. It's like if you have your like if you're a new parent and you don't know how to hold a baby and you drop your first baby. Yeah, you don't drop the second baby. Yeah. yeah. By, by then you've worked it out, but yeah. the damage has already been done. Well, we are not dropping this baby. Okay. We could juggle this baby and keep it in the air and it would be totally safe and just be making stupid baby sounds. That's but babies how you, don't talk. Yeah, and that's how you dropped the first one was by trying to juggle it. I told you to not Well, now off. we're better at it because we've been practicing with other people's babies. True. Anyway. <laughs> let's juggle this fucking baby. Okay. Okay. So, Television. All of it. Television, all of it. That is a very big topic. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, really, the only way we could possibly cover it all mm-hmm. is if we did some kind of Animaniac-style song where we list the titles of every television show ever and right. make it rhyme somehow. Yeah. And then, what if we forget to mention Animaniacs? Uh, uh, we're not doing that. No, I know. I don't feel like writing that song, and frankly, I wasn't a huge fan of that show. I mean, people uh, people seem to love it and remember it fondly, but eh, I'm neutral. I think that alone would take a long fucking while. They're like, and there's Gilligan's Island and Mash and Meet the Press. Good God, we would have to mention Meet the Press. I didn't even think about that. That's a TV show. It is a TV show. Good God. Yeah. That's a long song. Yeah, fuck that song. Right, yeah. No. It's like, uh, you know, Star Trek Deep Space Nine and the McNeil Air Report. Everybody loves Raymond and the Celebrity Apprentice. Let's not write this song. In fact, I want you to stop writing this song right now. (laughs) Well, now you got me thinking. No, no, you must stop. What rhymes with Dick Van Dyke Show? 
You, you know what? Let while while you're working on that, <laughs> let's do our show. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is not on television at all. And therefore does not have to be in the song. Yeah, see? Breakfast with the Beak. What rhymes with it? It doesn't matter. Don't go thinking of rhymes. <laughs> Shit, now I'm thinking of rhymes. Right? Ah! <laughs> Dawson's Creek. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, hey, good thing we're not on TV. Or, that works. Or maybe too bad we're not on TV, or you'd have a little couplet right there. Animaniacs writers <laughs> who are somehow still writing for the show that's been off the air for, like, 15 years? Anyway. Yeah, no, that's long gone. <laughs> yeah. So, now that we've cleared up the tension about what rhymes with Breakfast with the Beak and is a TV show... Uh-huh. <laughs> Does that mean we have to write a second podcast, or write a second song about titles of podcasts? No, there's just too many. There's just too many. We would be doing that till the end of time. Yeah, and most of them are worth mentioning. <laughs> and they keep making new ones. There's yeah. always more. Yeah. And they're all free. Ah. Ah. And that... Is something that is different about television from the internet. It is mediated. It has gatekeepers. Yes. And I reached that point on purpose and not because you just reminded me of it. So, that's something about television. It's got guys at the network deciding what gets to be on. Those guys are dicks. You know what, though? I I watch a lot of TV, but I don't always watch TV on TV. Who does anymore? Yeah. Like, people who are going to die soon is who does that. (laughs) And then they won't matter because they're they're not going to be watching when they're dead. So... Yeah, no. I mean, that's mean. If if somebody listening to this, like, dies real soon, I'm sorry. I didn't mean you. But you, you... By the time it matters, you won't be here to hear the apology. Oh, fuck that. Like, you know... All right, you don't know how what a torrent is or, or how it works, but you know what? Tom Hanks is still making movies that pander to you, so yeah. go live your selfish, going to be retired for 30 years life. Go out there and get your Zemeckis on. Yeah. So, anyway. Yes, and you don't need to know what a torrent is or how to use one or how to install the client for it, because you can go to Hulu. Watch whatever you want. True. You know, as long as it was on one of the networks that is partnered with Hulu. But it doesn't matter. Because all the networks on their own sites have slightly less convenient ways to watch the shows. Yeah. And on iTunes, you can pay a couple of bucks and watch whatever you want. There's a lot of ways. Or you can just uh, wait till the end of the season and buy the DVD box set. You absolutely can. Get get crazy with it on a weekend. You a know? lot of people do that. Everyone does that. I've bought a few shows that way. You know? Yeah. And I don't pay money for anything because <laughs> I'm both poor and cheap. So. Yeah. And tech savvy. Well, that too. I'm I'm all three, so I why would I pay for things? But <laughs> <laughs> if it's on the internet, it's free. Just like breakfast with the beef. Yeah, that's science, man. That's science. <laughs> Meanwhile, the people running the networks uh, either think they can rein this in, or are just in denial about it, or just don't know because they're all still hung up on how time slot matters. It matters a little bit. It matters to the super fans. If you're a big, big fan of a show, you want to watch a show first opportunity you can get. Right. Which often means when it airs. And there, I mean, there is still some validity to, you know, putting a new show on before or after an established one. Well, that's true, because if you're a super fan of one of those shows, and you want to, you know, you say, oh, I need to know what happens on The Office this week. Yeah. You're going to tune in for The Office... And right when you're turning it on, you notice that you, you catch the last five minutes of the previous show. Right. And there's Troy and Abed rapping in Spanish. Yeah. And you think to yourself, 
I gotta watch this next week. Right, exactly. You're gonna you you may you know you're gonna give Community a shot because yeah. it's near Office where you might not have before. Yeah, and plus that probably got Community uh, some extra advertising dollars. Exactly because their Community fans are insane and wonderful yes. and obsessive, and I love them. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot fewer of them than there are, say, fans of The Office hobbling back to the barn after another season. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Despite that, the the fact that they're tuning in at all is probably because of its proximity to other shows they enjoy. At least in the beginning. Exactly. Now it's become sort of the main draw for them. And yes, that is because of things being put on close to each other. But we do have the fact that your, your average nerdy, you know, crazily obsessed TV fan is going to be going online reading individual episode reviews from various critics and bloggers whom they like or at least respect and will therefore be told by these people who they like or at least respect, hey, you should watch this show. There is this whole new form of word of mouth happening. You don't need to rely on the douchey guy at the office to tell you what to watch. The, right. Your real office, not the TV show The Office. This gets complicated. It does. Uh, yeah, it's not like in the 80s where, you know, it really, really did matter what was on right after the Cosby show. And who was talking about what at the water cooler. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to worry about that so much because there are people on the internet doing this for you. Yeah. <laughs> and they're nerds, and nerds love to get obsessed with shit. This is true. Hell, if one of them can see every episode, that means he wins. He's got the high score. And it's really easy to see every episode now. Because he can torrent it, or buy the DVDs, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so... We have that. But again, network doesn't care, blah, 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 you know, and NBC has one night a week where... Okay, and the whole, oh, let's put this on around the same time as The Office because that'll get people to watch it. Yeah. That's fair, but that's not fair because NBC has one night a week, which is Thursday, where they air shows that are not weight loss shows and are not Law & Order. Pretty much. And so... If they make any comedy, they're going to put it on that night. And sometimes it's the Paul Reiser show, and nobody gives a shit. Oh, God, that was awful. Because, you know what? I've seen Curb Your Enthusiasm, and I've seen Louie, and they're both fucking better than the Paul Reiser show. Yeah, yeah. Coincidentally, Brent Spiner from Star Trek made his own little YouTube show that also had him playing himself. Yeah. And it was a million times better than Paul Reiser, and he did it without a budget. Yeah. So, so yeah, America, watch Brent Spiner's YouTube show. Watch Louie, new season starting soon on FX. We were not paid to say that, but Louis C.K., do our show. Be a guest host. And Brent Spiner. And Brent Spiner. Yeah, whatever, dude. I mean, sure. Both of you come by. We'll have a little party or something. I'll make pancakes. Yeah, come on, you like pancakes. He makes good pancakes. I make great pancakes. From scratch. Yeah. Yeah, so... We'll make that happen. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, since we're harping on NBC here, I'm just going to say I apparently am the one person in the world who just does not get Law & Order. Okay. Yeah, you don't like Law & Order. I am not a fan, like, at all. Like, I'm actively opposed to Law & Order. Like... I like Law & Order. The thing is... Everyone likes it. See, part of it is just that it's very character-driven. I mean, you see, some of the... Some of the guys... Some of the seasons and some of the detectives and lawyers really fall flat. Yeah. But you go back to the early episodes with Lenny Briscoe, and he's busting on his ex-wife, and he's drinking coffee without sugar, and he's, you know... 
being cracking a, wise on rookies and shit. Being a badass old guy. Yeah, yeah. he's a cool old cop from well, the you know from the neighborhood. Yeah, he's I mean, Lenny Briscoe is cool. Don't get me wrong, I respect the badass old man when he's you know doing his thing. But I don't know. I think it, 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 his association with the brand even taints it for me. I mean, <laughs> well, all right, all right. But <laughs> like to me, it's just a show they, about bad people and their yucky fluids. I mean, well. Uh, that's more SVU. Well, but more to SVU. make another example, there is you know one of the uh, Law and Order spinoffs has Jeff Goldblum. I in do it. like Mr. Goldblum. I know you're a big Jeff Goldblum fan. I loves me some Bloom. Right, and it's basically at that point a show about Jeff Goldblum solving mysteries. What about that does not appeal to you specifically? Well, a there's already a show like that in my head every day. <laughs> <laughs> Right now, in my mind, I'm just thinking about, man, what if Jeff Goldblum was, like, solving mysteries and living in a houseboat? Okay. Come on! (laughs) If you're Jeff Goldblum, I mean, I'm not talking a show anymore. I'm talking real life. Jeff Goldblum, listen to our show, A. B, be a guest host on our show, and just come on here and fucking Goldblum it up for us, you know? (laughs) And C, like, solve some mysteries from your houseboat. Come on, how great would that be? You just going around solving mysteries in your spare time, like... Well, no acting today. Better solve some mysteries. Come on! He might actually be doing that. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, you know, because that's the Goldblum way. You know, solving (laughs) mysteries, banging waitresses, teaching teenagers to believe in themselves, and (laughs) fucking, you know, ask that cute friend of theirs to the prom, because, you know, hey, pretty Susie doesn't know you like her. She does now, because Jeff Goldblum... Told your friend to fucking grow a pair, you know. So, so you've substituted a real life show with Jeff Goldblum solving mysteries that exists with a pretend one that you made up. Yeah, mine's it, better. It, it in this show, are you perhaps his uh, spunky sidekick? No, I'm the guy who invents stuff for him. Oh, you're his cue. Yeah. Okay. I'm totally his cue. Like, and like I invent stuff for him, and like. I, I analyze photos to tell, to tell them that they're fake, you know. Like, I press the little button, and I go, enhance, enhance. <laughs> no, we wouldn't do that. We'd make it real. But <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Like, Jeff Goldblum, I'm, I'm the guy who invents shit for him. He comes to me, and he's like, you know, hey, Blake, which is what my name would be on the show. <laughs> I need... Uh, pen that shoots poison darts, and I'm like, I've got so many of those, Jeff Goldblum. You can have three. And he's like, you're great. And I'm like, thanks. I feel validated now, because Jeff Goldblum said I was great. (laughs) Now, uh, in my opinion, and, you know, the world's opinion, something about television that a lot of people neglect is it's gotten a lot better. And I mean, yes, 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 there are old shows that were good. Yeah. MASH was good. It sure was. It wasn't a chicken, it was a baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, held, that holds together over time. Yeah, the, the chicken thing was funny. Or yeah. whatever I was supposed to be feeling when I saw it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess not funny. But um, <laughs> Not exactly, no. Well, whatever, I Just have... driven mad by the horrors of war. And whatever, I have the wrong response to things. So... <laughs> You're like a robot with the with a backwards emotion chip. Yeah, that's what I am. Don't, don't tell anyone. But, uh, but aside from my being a robot, we. Can, I am Johnny Bot. 
Wienermobiles, illicit joy, babies are for juggling. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't make me get the spray bottle or the pillowcase full of doorknobs. <laughs> I, I don't like the pillowcase full of doorknobs. Yeah, well, you're not supposed to like it. Okay. <laughs> so it's don't... full of shiny pain. Yeah, well, that's the that's why I invented it. <laughs> okay, so no, fuck the pillowcase full of doorknobs. Whatever, we're not taking that. It's really heavy. I don't feel like getting. It. I'm gonna call Jeff Goldblum and ask him to stop telling you to invent things to hit me with. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. What people forget is that television used to be uh, not great. True. True. You know, it was just something to put on between commercials so that we could sell people, you know, Lucky Strikes and Mapo. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, Lucille Ball, uh, make a TV show and uh, leave a little gap in the middle so we can put on that horrible cartoon kid going, I want my Mapo. Yeah. I want my Mapo. God, that kid. Yeah, don't don't need to keep doing the maple voice. Well, that was what was considered, you know, charming in the 50s. It's like, let's get a child to shriek about how he wants his fucking hot cereal. Yeah, children in the 50s were kind of vile. At least the ones on TV were, you know? Yeah. And that, hell, children on TV were vile for a long time. Fucking Cousin Oliver. Oh, boy, Uncle Mike! That's true. Ugh. Yeah. And and prior to Cousin Oliver, Cindy Brady, when she was very young, was uh, pretty fucking obnoxious, oh, too. Oh, with the little... The, the little cartoony lisp she oh, had going on. Yeah, Kitty Carey all says we should be... Whatever. I don't yeah. know what she talked about. I couldn't understand what she was saying. Right, no. You know? I mean, even, like, more recent shows that have started... That were important in turning around the trend towards shittiness in television. I mean, I'd say Roseanne was an important show in that regard. Yeah. In that it was... A, a show actually created by a woman and not just starring a funny woman. And B, a show where the family was poor and miserable and angry and awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, it was uh, a unique show because a lot of people were actually like that. Yeah. Normal it, people. It wasn't about sexy people in New York. Yeah, it was not aspirational. It was yeah. more of a reflection than, you know, what we would like to think. Right, exactly. <laughs> but. Yeah. First few seasons of that, the little kid, DJ, he was just mumbling. He wasn't much of an actor. No. <laughs> and he grew up, he was okay. I mean, they kind of had to make his character a monotone sociopath, but they worked with what they had, and it was awesome. Yeah, pretty much. It's all on that bowl cut. Sarah Gilbert's fun, though. Oh, yeah, I miss her. Yeah. What's she up to? Probably nothing that concerns me. Yeah, no, I yeah. doubt it. Um... It's too bad. Anyway, <laughs> no, no, it's her life. It's her life. <laughs> no, yeah, but uh, back then they they really they weren't making shows for DVD box sets. These things did not yeah. were not expected to have a shelf life. No, they they weren't even making shows for for critics to enjoy. They weren't anticipating Nick and Knight or anything like that. No, they were just thinking, let's make something that you know Joe Fuckface and his stupid family <laughs> will enjoy. And I'm sure they did. Yeah. But at some point, somebody, probably Norman Lear, said, let's make some shows that don't suck. Yeah. You know, let's make Archie Bunker and George Jefferson. What? Norman Lear did that. Oh. Okay. You know, father of non-shitty TV, Norman Lear. I don't think that's his title, but... All right. You know, that's what I call him. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> 
you know, important voice in the world of, of TV. Okay. You know, he, he put a political agenda in his shows, but by and large was not as preachy as he necessarily had to be. Alan Alda. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but even even going forward from that, if, if you were to take, uh, you know, a, a, the time and effort involved in the production of a show like Game of Thrones yeah. in the 60s, people would think would you were insane. thought you were fucking nuts. Nobody made TV that elaborate back They would have assumed you went mad with power without actually having the power to go mad with. Right. And it would have been like, you know, Marlon Brando going, getting old and going crazy and, you know, spending billions of dollars to make some private project kind of thing. Like, no one would have taken that seriously as a television show. No. Well, when Orson Welles did it, they took it seriously as a movie, but that movie didn't get finished. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Movie killed him, almost killed Terry Gilliam. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. But now, when you can, you know, sell lots of subscriptions to a, you know, secret private channel, yeah. and then sell millions of DVD box sets... Oh, yeah. Suddenly, a byproduct is that we get quality shows. Yeah, I mean, any show on HBO, if you had tried to shoot in the 60s, they would have laughed. They would have said, I notice you're shooting this on location. And not a cardboard set that we can reuse for another show later. Right, exactly. That's the problem. Yeah. You know, Gilligan's Island, that wasn't an island. It was a room with trees in it. Yeah. They d- yeah, the show that takes place entirely outdoors wasn't even shot outdoors. No. No. They, got, they said, let's put some trees in this room, put a guy up in one of them to drop a coconut on Gilligan's head and give him a good clonk and give him some fucking amnesia. Oh, I'm pretty sure Little House on the Prairie was not shot on an actual farm. No, no, no. It was shot on a little house, which was inside a bigger building. <laughs> and only had the three walls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In Burbank, yeah. Uh, like, maybe every so often they would actually go outside to shoot something for that, but they'd go to a little fenced-in area of the studio. Yeah, where they had a trained cow. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I get, I, do you have to train a cow? I think it was, I don't think the cow really knows what's up enough to really object to anything. You don't actually have to train it, you just have to select for... Decility. Yeah, it's like, hey, yeah. does the, can this cow stand still? Yeah. Great. You get, you get the one that's not prone to... <laughs> Kicking the bucket over. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, hey, is this cow going to kick over a lantern and burn down Chicago or whatever? No? Awesome. All right, then get ready to be a star. Yeah. And well, then a steak. Welcome to Hollywood, bossy. <laughs> or Mutilda. Uh-huh. That's why I'm not allowed to name farm animals. Yeah. Also, because then you get attached to them and you don't want to eat them. Well, that's true. That's just a problem, you know? Well, yeah. So. That's why you don't name your food. Exactly. I mean, unless, you know, it's Mrs. Butterworth. Well, you're not eating her. She's the bottle, not the syrup. Exactly. You <laughs> yeah. still have, you're just draining her juices. You still have a, a, you know, a dry husk, a dry sticky Mrs. Butterworth husk. <laughs> don't make it weird. Done. Don't make it weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay, why do you have to make it weird? That's. That's mean. Well, you know, that's what you do with your honey bear there. You, you know, you drain him a little bit at a time. And then you're like, oh, look, Mr. Empty Honey Bear, I'm going to keep you around because you're adorable and put things in you. Yeah, he's good for, like, coins and stuff. Yeah. So. I mean, honey bear's cool. Yeah, I like that honey bear. He's still smiling. Yeah, he's okay with it. It's (laughs) like, he probably doesn't want the honey in there. He's like, pick me, get rid of this fucking honey, it's gumming up my works. (laughs) But yes, I mean, the TV is now allowed to have insane budgets and crazy location shoots because, hey, we're doing something that doesn't suck. We're going to need that. Right. 
and we have you know the networks getting behind it, saying, "All right, it's a replay value. It's they're they're making the show for the show. Yeah, they're making you know. it for its own sake, for people to buy on DVD and enjoy for years to come. Yeah, for people to five years later say, "Man, I haven't watched this in a while. I'm going to." But unlike a movie where I watch it once, or you know, watch it in two hours, this is a week long project. Yeah. No television becoming. A thing you take on as a project to watch over the course of a, uh, a few weekends. That's new. Oh, very, very. There, there was a, a time not that long ago when if you happened to go to a party and the sh- you had to, you know, schedule your life around a show if you wanted yeah. to follow it. If you happened to go to a party and you'd miss an episode, you didn't get to see it again until maybe it re-ran in the summer. And maybe. if you missed that, years, if ever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, well... I missed this week's episode, and then I missed it again in the summer. Better sit around waiting for someone to invent Nick at Night. Yeah. Which will happen after someone invents Cable, which I can't even conceive of, because it's the 50s. That's what your internal monologue sounded like in the 50s. It was a weird time. Yeah. They were, you know... They didn't sound like that. (laughs) I thought I had a joke, but no. No, of course you didn't, because it's it's a joke about something that never really happened. Yeah. So... Haha, I win this round somehow. It was, you know, mostly. I'm glad I'm not in World War II anymore, but I have a drinking problem now. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, I'm tired. <laughs> well, anyway, I, uh, I think we have more or less covered uh, television's present and much of its past. Right, right. Um, TV's invented um, to sell products. Shows are invented. They come into color. Um, Cosby Show's on. Uh, TiVo's invented, DVDs are invented, um, the present. Yeah, that's all of it. Okay. Pretty much. All right. And, uh, and now we have to talk about TV's future. Okay. Because... That's like what shows, to, or what TV should be on, or what... I mean, no, no, because in the future, it's all gonna be, you know, downloadable shit anyway, so we know that part. No, 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 no. Yeah, but, I think the much... The real question yeah. is, what's gonna be on? Ah, okay. And besides the Jeff Goldblum detective show, which I've already come up with... Uh Uh-huh. The one that you are in? Yeah, the one I'm in. Okay. Yeah. I think we can come up with some other good shows that will be on in the future. Hipster Bus Stop. No, that's just what's out our window. It's a a show about a a couple of guys that uh, sit at the window above the bus stop and look at the girls and talk about how their boyfriends are less attractive than them. Well, yeah, I mean, we... well, that show will get really repetitive, because that's what we do here at home. Yeah. And what you're doing right now, stop looking at the bus stop. <laughs> that's not how you come up with an idea. You don't just look out the window and be like, oh, let's do a show about a bus stop. <laughs> how about this, Networks? The future of TV is just giving us a show, and then we don't tell you what it's going to be until it's on, and you watch it, and you're like, wow, we were correct to have faith in these guys. Comedy Central's already kind of doing that with the new season of South Park. Yeah, but South Park at this point has been on long enough that you're sort of embarrassed to say that you watch it. Well, yeah, but I mean, if that trend continued, like if they took that same theme and did a new show, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. Where they said, okay, we gave some money to these guys, and uh, they're going to check back with us later. I feel like that might be what Adult Swim said to uh, Tim and Eric. That's what they say to everyone, because those shows don't have budgets. They're just like... That's a good point. Look, you can do whatever you want because we're not really spending any money on this. <laughs> Here's 50 bucks and some beer tickets. Yeah. That's it. That's exactly it. They pay them in beer tickets. <laughs> it's like, look, we will look, we'll pay you in beer tickets, and if you're ever in town, you can crash on our couches. 
and we'll let you, you know, borrow some CDs, but after you've got them on iTunes, we need them back. (laughs) (laughs) That's how they pay people. Yeah. So, yeah, they should call us. Give us a show where they pay us in beer tickets. Sure. Yeah. That's the future of TV. (laughs) Oh, oh, that was it? Okay. I don't know, unless you got a really, unless you've got an actual premise. (coughs) Um... Well, yeah, no, I, uh, you know, like, uh, I think George Takei, uh, could have a cool show, like, be a sitcom or something. I don't even think it has to be a sitcom. I think it could just be, you know, George Takei drives around and talks to fascinating people. Oh, yeah, you could do, like, a travel show where he just goes and sees the sights with George Takei. Bar crawl with George Takei. That'd be fun. That'd be amazing. I'd enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. George Takei shows up at people's parties. Ooh, ooh, yeah, or, um... Bill Murray does that. He actually does that for real. He actually shows up at people's... I mean, most reality shows suck donkey ass, but if you had a show like where you just followed Bill Murray around while he crashed parties... Yeah. That would be cool. Crashing with Bill Murray. I would watch that every day. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you're going to make reality TV, do it right. That's what... That's yeah. my, my sudden bit of wisdom there. Um, yep. Yeah. See, that's that's our tip to you. Do it better. Yeah. That's our tip. Yeah. Okay. Like that, but good. <laughs> that's our that's our advice. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome, world. Well, that's that is the next step in television though. Cuz we made first we made story TV. Yeah. And then we made reality TV. Mm-hmm. And then we made story TV that's good. Yeah. So now they need to make reality TV that's good. I think that's true. Yeah. Because um, a lot of reality shows are just glorified game shows, you know? It, it's basically just people competing for a prize, except they're doing something that takes longer than half an hour. Reality TV breaks down to basically two kinds of shows. Glorified game shows and look at these assholes. Pretty much. So, why not look at this stuff, which is awesome? Yeah. 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 The Mythbusters do it. Yeah. They say, hey, we've got some awesome stuff. We're going to teach you about some science and also blow up a truck. Yeah. I, I would say Mythbusters goes beyond reality TV. That's true. In that they have a real concept. But that's... Every reality show should be as good as Mythbusters. Yes. Then it would be an awesome genre instead of a cesspit. Yeah. 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 And I think uh, Crashing with Bill Murray... That's the way to go. ...is a good beginning to that. You know, yeah. It's... Uh, Hey, Bill Murray, you want to do a show where you just crash people's parties? Yes, I would. I can't do Bill Murray. But, uh, yeah, no, I don't have that a sounded like, voice. That sounded <laughs> like Yogi Bear. <laughs> yeah, no. But it's not about Yogi Bear, because he's off, He's on his own journey now, and it looks terrible. So, Bad movies are a whole different yeah. podcast. Exactly. All right. So in the meantime, networks... Talk to Bill Murray. Get him to crash parties. If he's not available, George Takei is a suitable alternative. Yeah. So, work on that. And until next time, keep juggling that baby. (laughs) Bye, everybody. (laughs) 